Then the European Crusader invasions into the Bible land of Israel to wrest control of the land back from Islam. Then, 100 years ago, oil was found in the Middle East, making the Islamic nations politically and economically the most powerful and desirable on earth. A violent union between Europe and Islam began. In World War I, the European armies fought each other in the Middle East. In 1917, when the French and the British were driving the occupying Turks and Germans out of Israel and Jerusalem and the surrounding lands, the British government cut deals with both Jew and Arab to gain maximum support laying the foundation of today's conflicts. Britain promised, first to the Jews through Lord Balfour, to view with favour the establishment in Palestine of a national home for the Jewish people. And second, to the Arabs, through the British Commissioner in Egypt, to recognise and support the independence of the Arabs from the Turks. This violent union of Europe and the lands of Islam began in World War I, took another twist in World War II. On the 30th of November 1941, the Muslim Grand Mufti of Jerusalem met with Hitler to make a covenant. The Muslim Arabs would give their support to Hitler's war on condition that after eradicating the Jews in Europe, Hitler would then eradicate the Jewish national homeland in Palestine. Arafat, with whom Europe deals today, is the grand-nephew of that Grand Mufti who made this covenant with Hitler. Since World War II, the union between Islam and Europe has continued. A peaceful invasion of Europe has taken place, Migrant workers and refugees have been welcomed in. Germany has three million Muslim Turks. France has five million North African Muslims. And Britain has two million Muslims from her former colonies and elsewhere. Islam is the second largest and fastest growing religion in Britain today. Europe has been penetrated extensively. Islam welcomed liberally. Land donated freely for her mosques and schools. And whilst European culture is suppressed in Islamic countries, and the practice of the Christian faith forbidden by law, in our European countries, we are afraid to offend Islam. Our European Christian leaders make loving, interfaith overtures towards the Babylonian moon god Allah to recognize him as another equal revelation of the God of the Bible. Europe, Islam and Israel. The European Union following in the tradition of Hitler is one of the greatest political and financial supporters of Arafat's Palestine against the Jews. Europe 
months by month bankrolls, Arafat's terrorist organizations, to the tune of tens of millions of dollars from the European taxpayer's pocket. Is Europe the woman about to be raped by the bull Islam she is riding? National newspapers published in June this year the fact that because of the Open Doors policy towards immigration in Belgium, Belgium has become the headquarters for the Muslim invasion of Europe. Control of the militant Al-Qaeda forces is being concentrated here, where the centre for the control of the European Union, Brussels, is. This is the place we are in today, spiritually. Do you understand how serious the threat is from Islam? Muslims worship Allah, whom we have already shown to be Baal or the Moon God. Yet in the West they are invited to take part in interfaith services. In the West it is said that there are three religions of the book. The Jews who believe the Old Testament, the Christians who believe in the entire Bible and the Muslims with their Quran. But Allah is not our God at all. Look at their symbols. The crescent on the mosques and on the flags of the Muslims is in the shape of the horns of a bull. It appears they are worshipping Baal, a bull, who is the devil himself. Then when you compare with the symbolism from Revelation chapter 13 and 17, the rape of Europe by the beast, again the beast is significant because of its horns. Today, we are seeing the rise of a militant Muslim fanaticism which is threatening the stability of the world. President Bush recognized this in his declaration of a war against terrorism. And it is not just a question in Israel of the conflict being over territory. The fact is that the Muslims intend to destroy Israel totally but they may have to destroy America first because America is the strength behind Israel. They not only want Jerusalem or the so-called occupied territories, they will not rest until every Jew is massacred and out of the land. And after Israel, the next enemy is the church. Militant Muslims hate the cross, they hate every Christian symbol. Even now, all over the world, wherever they see Christian symbols, they're building mosques to show the ascendancy of Islam over the Christian faith. 
This is part of the great battle we are in in the last days. It's serious and we need to pray. Saudi Arabia has been building mosques worldwide, even where there are few Muslims. Yet in Saudi Arabia, you can be jailed for having a Bible, and no churches can be built there. When the city of Rome allowed the building of a mosque near the Vatican, Saudi press saw this as a surrender to Islam. The West may practice interfaith and invite leading imams into Christian cathedrals and churches, but the Islamic cities of Mecca and Medina, and now the Temple Mount in Jerusalem, are forbidden to anyone who does not practice Islam. We are right here in Berlin. As you know, Berlin is not only the capital of Germany, but one of the main centers of the European Union. And here we're standing outside the Pergamum Museum. Inside this Pergamum Museum are two major things. One is the throne or the seat of Satan, referred to in Revelation chapter 2, verse 13, and also the gate to Babylon and this both of these are not reconstructions they are the originals taken from Pergamum and from Babylon This is the way that the children of Israel would go in their captivity into uh, Babel and into Babylon when they were taken to Babylon for captivity. So walk with me down the actual processional street here. Now in front of me I'm actually looking at the Ishtar Gate which is known because it has 337 snake gods on it. 337 in the Hebrew is the numerology for Sheol or hell. So in effect, this is the gateway to hell that you can see here. Now you can see actually the gate in front of you. This is not a model. This is actually the original gate taken from Babylon. It was created 600 years before Christ and has been brought here and reconstructed here in the museum in Berlin. In the previous part of this documentary, we saw the woman Europa sitting on the beast. That's the image of the European Union. 
But when Jesus showed John the woman in Revelation 17, whom we now believe to be Europa, she had a name on her forehead, Mystery Babylon. I can explain the mystery of how she receives this name, and also I can demonstrate the connection between Babylon and Europe. We saw it firstly in Strasbourg, the Tower of Babel, and now the original Babylon is actually in Europe. 600 years before Christ, after years of rebellion against God, the Jewish people were driven captive from Jerusalem into exile in Babylon. The haunted demons, sorceries and spells, the very place chosen by the devil Lucifer to establish his world government in rebellion against God. In the Bible in Psalm 137 we see that these exiles wept by the rivers of Babylon when they remembered Jerusalem. Why? Well, in Babylon was the ziggurat, the rebuilt Tower of Babel, symbol of defiance against God, and the temple of Marduk, Baal by his other name, the dragon god, an evil spirit worshipped by self-torture and human sacrifice, surely the devil himself. The grand processional entrance to all this was through the Ishtar Gate, covered with a swarm of monsters, including 337 snake dragons. This number 337 in Hebrew numerology means Sheol or Hell. Surely, this was the gateway to Hell on Earth. No wonder when by a miracle God released the Jews from Babylon 70 years later, their mouths were filled with laughter and their tongues with singing. But where is Babylon today? Oh yes, it's being rebuilt by Saddam Hussein outside Baghdad in Iraq. But before he did this, the original Babylon came to Germany. Historically, first the Medes and Persians inherited the evil spirit of Babylon when they captured the city in the year 539 BC. Overthrown by Alexander the Great in 331 BC, he had 10,000 men rebuild the temple of Marduk and cause daily sacrifices to be made to Babylon's dragon god until his premature death in 323 BC. By the year 64 BC, Rome overthrew the Greeks to become the new world empire. Daniel prophesied that this empire would continue in changing forms until the return of Christ. Through the Romans, the spirit of Babylon again struck the rebellious people of God. 
destroying their temple in Jerusalem in AD 70 and scattering the Jews throughout the world in an exile which was to last until the miraculous re-establishment of Israel in 1948. After the collapse of Imperial Rome, the popes of Rome designated successive European kings as Holy Roman Emperors, political leaders of the Papal Holy Roman Empire. The title of Holy Roman Emperor was held by the Germanic Habsburg dynasty for hundreds of years. They also hold the title of King of Jerusalem, granted in perpetuity after the European Crusaders took Jerusalem from the Turks in 1061. They still carry the title today. In 1898, Germany's Kaiser Wilhelm II visited the Holy Land in his capacity as King of Jerusalem. And one year later, he began excavations at the ancient